Um, if you are a guest with us today, I want to say welcome. Uh, we're so glad that you're here. God's doing great things at Safe Haven. Oh yeah, the kids are being dismissed. Um, God's doing great things in the backwoods of uh, Northport, Alabama, and we're glad that you're a part of it. What we do every year at this time of year is we'll celebrate what God has done the year prior and also cast vision for what is to come. And so that's what's going to occur today. We're just going to have a time of, of celebration and vision and uh, recapping and thinking about the great things that the Lord has done in our midst uh, as far as the church body goes, and also, again, to cast vision for, for what is to come in the next year. So uh, we're going to do that in several different ways. There's going to be all kind of little giveaways and, and stuff like that. Now, by giveaways, I mean they're paper. They're not TVs and stuff like that. Um, but we will have all kind of little giveaways. And, and so uh, different members of the staff and leadership of the church are going to come up and, and share vision in just a little bit over what's going on in their area. And as always, at the end of this day, we hope that you walk away remembering or getting a picture of, of what we've done, where we've been, and, and where we're headed. And, and then we'll journey through the years. Does that make sense? Uh, so here we go. Uh, last year, as always, we began with the season of prayer and fasting. And uh, we will do that again this year. It actually will kick off today. And, and so we begin with that season of prayer, fasting, worship, and we gave you what we call just the G4 initiative or the G4 prayer focus. We always like to kind of capture where we're headed in, in a couple of letters. And so we did G4, if you'll remember last year, and just kind of cast a vision for where we thought the Lord was leading. Our elders prayed through this, talked through this. Um, and so here's where we went. We said, hey, look, in 2022, we are going to go all the way through verse by verse through Genesis and through the book of Exodus. By God's grace, the Lord was super gracious, wasn't he, through that. Um, our time through Genesis and Exodus was just wonderful, spirit-led. And so 52 weeks we poured into teaching and studying those two books of the Bible. And I hope that you walk away now understanding Genesis and Exodus. I hope you can answer all the trivial pursuit questions and all that. But more importantly, I hope through Genesis and Exodus you walked away seeing how Jesus is the main theme of Genesis and Exodus, and people forget that. Um, he's the theme all the way through. And so we poured into that, we saw creation, we saw the fall, and we saw a temporary restoration, which will ultimately lead us into the book of Hebrews, but that's fast-forwarding. Uh, G2 was grow. We wanted to push the church to grow. We had come out of COVID's crazy year, and then... Moving out of facilities and then moving into this facility and then God giving us this facility and then being debt free in this facility and just crazy things. That's awesome. Yeah. Whoever said woo, good for you. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing what God did. And so we thought hey, we need to pause and we just need to regrow again. Let's just pause and grow together. And so we focused internally last year on, on serving. How does God wired you to serve? And, and what does that look like, whether it's the building or disciplines? And, and, and we, uh, Tyler led through spiritual disciplines. We led through two systematic theology courses, which we will do again this year. Uh, but we led through God and angels and, and uh, demons and, and all kinds of systematic things. We'll launch that again this coming spring, where, Lord willing, we'll actually go through end times this semester in systematic theology. Um, so that came. Third G was to give. We knew that 
throughout Safe Haven's history, uh, one of the things that we had almost demonized, just to be frank and honest, we had almost demonized giving. And the elders, we knew that that was wrong, um, and it is a spiritual discipline. And so we told you last year we were going to talk about that, and we did. Every time the Scripture brought it up, we, we pushed you in that. And, and what does that mean? What does it mean to be biblical stewards financially? Um, and our budget last year was 468000 By God's grace, the giving was $580,000. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Let me say one more thing. Plus another $82,000 that was given to make sure that this facility was debt free. So, on top of, yeah, so we're looking at over $600,000. And by God's grace, once again, the Safe Haven Church's history, both our location and the South location, has never had one single year where we didn't meet budget. God is faithful. He's faithful. Uh, So, we looked at Genesis, we looked at growing, we looked at giving, and we looked at going. And what does it mean for Safe Haven to be on mission as terms of foreign mission? We highlighted foreign mission, we prayed through foreign mission, we brought people up here. A couple of people went on some uh, trips on their own. And we presented it as, guys, we need to grow in foreign mission this year. We need, that's an area that we know is a... Is a if we're around Will as a church, we knew that that was a part that was a little flat that we were warped in. And just being dead honest, we knew that, and we know that. Um, and God prevented us um, from heading overseas again this year, or maybe we just didn't do enough effort. Whatever it is, we can be honest at Safe Haven. That's an area we still need to grow in. It is an area we still need to grow in. Uh, we tried, and it's okay. When you set forth an initiative and, and push forward in it and maybe you're prevented, we saw that with Paul, right? Uh, Paul said, I am trying to get to Asia, but the Lord keeps stopping me from making it to Asia. Well, this was a year we tried to push in that area and we made some advancements, but I guess what I'm saying is we need to keep growing in that area. Uh, but these are the four things. Uh, we steered the ship in these ways for 365 days. I know it's safe haven. A lot of times you guys think, man, this is mass chaos. There's always a plan behind the madness, and we have always driven by God, and this was our guide last year, and I'll end that time by saying, hey guys, praise God that he did some great things in 2022 through Safe Haven Church for gospel advancement. And I think that's a great thing. Uh, So, praise the Lord for you. Now personally, and every staff member and and leader will also kind of walk through this in their own area, but personally, these are some things that I want to celebrate in 2022, um, Troy Nicholson has a job description, and my job description has certain categories, and my lane is defined by some C's at Safe Haven Church. Um, I am over content, um, community involvement, uh, cultivating leadership, and counseling. So that's my four C's, if you will, or my areas of focus, my lanes. Um, 2022 content. What a joy it was to study through uh, Genesis, Exodus, systematic theology. Uh, thank you for the time. Thank you for the investment uh, that you guys are making into the Bible growing in our church body and being the emphasis. So that was really good. In 2023, I'm very excited to teach through the book of Hebrews and the book of Luke. In your handout, I know, I know, listen, we, we spoil you and we're a little bit bougie. But hey, you've got a guide in your hand in your seat. Go ahead and grab that. Look, we're a little fancy. 
just brag a little bit about how fancy we are with our paper. Um, but you've got a guide. This has been prepared uh, by 15 members of Safe Haven um, who have gone through and done a devotional study on each section that we're going to teach through. We wanted to go ahead and put this in your hand so that you can take it, you can put it in your Bible, you can take it home, and we would love for you to journey through with us. A couple of things about this guide. On the back, you'll see the teaching calendar of Safe Haven for the Spring. And so you'll see how we've broken down the book, how we're going to teach through it, um, the dates that we're going to teach through it, and the actual verses. We implore you, encourage you, as far as content goes, to, to chew through this in 2023. Um, each week, again, there'll be a little bit of devotional guide as to what you can be praying through as we study that text for the week. And we would love for you to come to the church, come prepared. We pray that at Safe Haven, you come in before we get to the text, more knowledgeable about that text than anybody else. Um, In the back, there is some suggested studies that you can do on your own, some ways in which you can study ahead of time. Um, I've listed for you three audio series that I would greatly recommend if you're kind of an audio person. Um, Alistair Begg, his study through Hebrews, John Piper's study through Hebrews, and John MacArthur's study through Hebrews. All those are listed, um, and then I've also provided you with some written archives. Now, let me just kind of explain these really fast. Number one, Charles Spurgeon, if you've never written, if you've never read Spurgeon, you need to. It's a little bit hard to read, but he has phenomenal content. I think there's like over 200 sections on the book of Hebrews that you can read through there. I've listed that for you. R. Kent Hughes' commentary, a little side note, a lot of preachers won't do this, it doesn't matter to me. I read R. Kent Hughes every book of the Bible we go through. So study this guy. He is pastoral. Um, he is applicable. It's phenomenal. So that's a book you could get if you wanted. F.F. Um, F. Bruce kind of is the next level of commentary of, hey, I want pastoral, but I also want a little bit of academic. And then finally, there's John Owen's exposition of Hebrews. It is seven volumes. It is a whopper, okay? So if you're one of those people that's like, I want to know every word and every letter of the book of Hebrews, get that book um, or that seven volumes, and that'll be for you. So this is for you, church. Pretty cool, huh? Um, This is for you. Study. We want you to learn through the book of Hebrews. We'll do the same for Luke. And I'll go ahead and say this ahead of time. If you want to be one of the ones who write a portion of a devotional on Luke, we would love to have you. Please let me know that you're willing to do that. And we'd love to plug you in as a part of that for the study of the book of Luke. Um, but that's, that's content. Very excited about that. Um, Hand it out there. Strive to engage this year in content, if you will. Community. Um, in 2022, we were involved in every single school, Northport Elementary, um, uh, Northport Intermediate now, Tuscaloosa County High School, Eccles Middle School. Um, but we did cast the vision for, hey, guys, this year as a church body, we're going to turn internal. And, and so we did that specifically on purpose last year. Rather than the whole church body doing things that we had done in the past, like drive-in movies and um, um, uh, helicopters dropping eggs and whatever, instead of the outside things, the, the K-Camp that almost happened and then the tornado blew it away, um, those things, we turned those things internally. We did brats and burgers. We did marriage focus. Um, we did parenting focus. We did internal dinners. We had um, Al Saunders come for emotional health. We, we, we did all these things internally. Um, so our community focus was internal last year. 
We plan to do kind of the same thing this year in preparation for 2024 to then turn outside again. So that's kind of where we're headed with that. Cultivating leadership um, in 2022, the deacons got rocking and rolling. We got all that established. They started going to regular rhythms of meetings, um, and uh, we began crafting a plan for elder transition at Safe Haven Church. So all of that was going on, um, and that elder transition is a threefold focus. Rather than having one elder team, we're now at the point where we're headed towards multiple forms of eldership. Um, threefold eldership being um, teaching elders specifically, that's their lane. Organizational elders, that's their lane. And then shepherding elders, that's their lane. And, and so by God's grace, we are now at the point where we're at least going to go by fold, if you will, eldership. And we have begun moving towards the process of having organizational elders and teaching elders for the first time at Safe Haven. It's just cool to watch us keep growing. We're we're trying to get there, church, um, as a well-orbed, well-rounded church. So deacons rolling, elders rolling, um, and then also forming and crafting a plan for elders to roll on and roll off for the first time in Safe Haven's history. Very cool. Um, All the existing current elders would say a hearty amen to that. They're just too ashamed to do it in front of you. So we'll have a system of, of rolling on and off, and, and before we do what I'm about to do, I always, anytime I talk about elders, I'm going to throw up on the screen the sevenfold um, qualifications of eldership at Safe Haven Church. you got to know this. This is how we function. Um, number one, we look for men who have a specific calling, meaning there is an internal compulsion towards eldership. That's why in Scripture it says, if any man aspires in 1 Timothy... So we look for that internal calling. Number two, character. They have to meet all the qualifications of 1 Timothy and Titus that are listed. Uh, Number three, there's got to be a confirmation, meaning it's not just somebody going, I want to do this, because that can also uh, lead into big-headedness and somebody looking just for a platform, Uh, but the confirmation from other people, which is why we always have a season of affirmation, a long season of affirmation. I'll explain that longness in just a second. Um, Competency, meaning they have to have everything fit to fulfill the task. They have to be competent in all the means of eldership. So there's a long training process. Uh, They have to be committed, meaning they're here every Sunday. They're here every teaching time. They're here every event. They're here at everything. There has to be a level of commitment uh, meaning, usually the people that we bring forward are people that go, oh, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, we know them already anyway. Um, <clears throat> there has to be compatibility, meaning that not only compatible with current elders, but also compatible for the season of life of the church. So by God's grace, when we were in the theater launching, there was a certain elder team. That elder team morphed as we multiplied into two churches. And then now there's another elder team that God's using in different seasons. Uh, so compatibility and then consistency. Consistency meaning they're just, they're just consistent, faithful, um, willing to give their life away. And there is a whole lot of time and energy and effort into eldership that a lot of times people don't realize. And they just kind of think, oh, these guys do nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, these guys every Monday night are laboring on your, every single Monday night, laboring on your behalf in prayer for the organization, through staffing, uh, through organizational stuff, through books of the Bible. They, guys, be thankful for your elders. They are phenomenal God-called men who serve you well in the gospel. Um, but all that to say, this is what is, is all wrapped up into eldership. We began praying through that, long process. Again, 
It's one of those things that a lot of people go, oh, that's easy, they just threw men up. No, dear friend. <laughs> Lots of time, energy, effort, talks, meetings, lunches, all this kind of stuff going on behind the scenes, giving life away. Uh, there are four men who have now begun to step into the process. We actually approached more men than four men, and three of them removed themselves from consideration uh, for one of these reasons or another, and that's fine. Um, and they may move themselves back in. But four men I would like to present to you today, moving into pre-training for eldership. Meaning they're not even moving into training yet. They're moving into pre-training. Uh, but these four men and this, we've never done this at Safe Haven. This, this will make it awkward. Why not? Why not? I'm, we'll, make them, we'll make them stand up before you. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be... Re- they need to feel the weight anyway. So throw things at them, if you will. Um, if you want to disqualify them immediately, just go ahead and stand up and tell all their sins before everybody else. You're great. You guys, are y'all ready for this? Okay, good. Um, number one, uh, if, Brian, if you would come forward, Brian Crow, um, Johnny Eubanks, um, Andrew Elmore, and last but not least, Mr. Tyler LaFoy. Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, we bring these. We bring these men before you. Again, in pre-training. Meaning, they have only at this point filled out the application process. (laughs) And I hold before you... Um, for each one of them, 17 pages of documents they had to fill out. And it lays out a lot of stuff about their life that's super uncomfortable to lay out. Um, but they were honest. They were transparent. We have read through these. And for the first time, we're laying them before you to say that unless anybody brings a disqualifying measure against these men, um, and, and by the way, these men have been here a long, long time, all of them, um, we will move forward in the pre-training process. But beginning now, you have opportunity to bring any disqualifying factor against them that you know about their life, that you know about their family, anything that you have, you bring that to the current elders. Uh, we will then move into the application process, uh, into the training process. That training process will last all spring long. Once that training process is over, they can step out at any time during that process. Um, and you will love them well if they step out, right? And that's fine if they step out. Uh, they can step out at any point during that process. At the end of that process, if they still feel called uh, to this role to give their life away in this way, we will bring them before the church for you then to have another six weeks to bring any disqualifying factor against them. Um, and then at the end of that, we will have a season where you as a church affirm them as Elders who guide, we are not an elder-led church, elders who guide Safe Haven Church. Make sense? Ladies and gentlemen, these are the four guys. Thank you very much. And so they'll fulfill different roles. You can ask about that um, at a different time. Um, But And then counseling. Um, 2022, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at counseling, uh, but thank you. Uh, to all the people that I've met with, whether it be divorce, marriage, parenting, job change, success in your life, um, something that's going on, 
Edgar's, I walk into Edgar's and they're like, yeah, this guy's about to buy us food. From Ultimate. Um, thank you. Thanks for trusting me and our current elders and our staff to help walk through life. That's all we can promise you at Safe Haven Church is we'll walk through you. In 2023, we're just as available as we were in 2022. All of you have our phone numbers. Nobody's hiding behind a secretary at a desk and whatever. We're here. We're here anytime, uh, so we would love to continue to meet with you as much as you would like. We also have now, by God's grace, because of 2022, uh, females who are uh, serving in the deacon role at Safe Haven who specifically counsel other women. So ladies, please know we have women available who are giving their life away uh, for you. Prathema, would you kind of stand up raise your hand? Angela, would you stand up raise your hand? Uh, these two women are there for you. Um, and then there is also another lady who's in the room. I won't throw her name out there because I'm not sure she'd be comfortable with me doing that right now. Would she be okay with that if I, if I said her name? Would she, be okay? would she be okay with that? Yes, no? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, there's... There's another lady in the room um, who feels called to do this as well, and, and hopefully we'll um, say her name very soon, hopefully next week. The, the Spirit will prompt her to let me say her name aloud. Um, so, uh, so we'll do that as well. And then as always at Safe Haven, if you come to us with a counseling issue and we don't have any idea how to walk you through that, we will quickly tell you, hey, here are some professional counselors who vocationally are called to do this, and we will point you to them as well. So we have that connection as well. So that's what counseling has looked like. Um, here in 2023, I want you to know I'm still available. Everybody's still available. Um, and we will also, again, for the second time in Safe Haven's history, we will have series again on marriage. Um, we will be bringing Mr. Dolan Davis in here to talk about uh, marriage. Um, Mike Hall will come in and do a section on marriage. And, and so we'll be doing that and then one more person will be coming in. We'll be doing that in February. It's on the back of your, your handout when we'll have that. We're going to combine that into our Sundays this year and have these as little mini-series. Rather than coming on Friday night and Saturday night and all that kind of stuff, we'll jam those in uh, during the, the Sunday rhythms. We'll have a, a season where we focus on marriage, another season where we focus on parenting again. Maybe we could actually get Ted Tripp to come to the church this time. Um, we will have emotional health once again, where we'll look at emotional health and we'll do all these things during Sunday series. This is the content. This is the community. This is the cultivate leadership. And this is the counseling at Safe Haven Church. Amen. All right. Awesome. Staff, other leaders, would you guys would come on up? Aren't you thankful for these guys? They're... got specific shout-outs. Did you pay for that? $10 for that right there? Yeah, and so what we want to do is just hand it over to these guys, and they'll tell you 2022, and then also what you can look forward to in 2023. All right, so so for those who, who don't know who I am, I am Cable Momenport. This is my wife, Madeline, and this is Beth Christian, and we kind of make up the Safe Haven student uh, team, so to speak. So if I were to look back at 2022 for Safe Haven students, the first thing that I would say is that it has just been a grace-drenched year. The Lord has been faithful to show up time after time, and um, that's, I think that's the thing we can celebrate the most. But if we were to look over some specifics, we had a whitewater rafting trip where nobody died, so that's awesome. Um, there was a beach trip. Uh, we had a gauntlet weekend. Um, we had a ton of Wednesday night worships. Uh, we, we dove into multiple books of the Bible um, and Sunday night Bible studies, and we had a, a ton of just really cool events where we went axe-throwing. There was a murder mystery dinner. 
Um, we transformed this whole room into a laser tag arena. And I'm just now realizing that all of these events kind of have an undertone of violence, but not they, all of them. I was about to say. <laughs> I just realized that as I was saying it out loud. We need so, to talk about that. Yeah, there was there was nonviolent <laughs> events as well, um, but <laughs> but guns, what, axes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and one night we even had Troy. He had a trash bag over his head, and we had multiple students. I mean, hurl deviled eggs at him at a high velocity. It was it was incredible. But through it all, like it was all for God's glory. Um, and like I said, through it all, he was faithful to move among our students. We were able to celebrate salvation and, and baptism, um, callings and, and spiritual growth in, in, in disciplines and discipleship all within our students' lives. So it was a, it was a year that the Lord was faithful. <clears throat> and so looking forward to 2023, the whole goal of, of Safe Haven students is just going to be to create environments that students want to be in um, and that Jesus is also made much of. Um, so that'll look like Students who don't know Jesus, where they can come and they can hear the gospel, and they can they can walk away knowing who Jesus is and what He's done for them. And then students who do know Jesus, that it'll be an environment where they can come to know Him more and and love Him more. And so that that'll look like is to keep having crazy Wednesday nights, um, to keep having that start this Sunday. FYI, students, we're going to be here in this room this Sunday having an awesome time. Wednesday, that's Wednesday when I worship. It's my bad. Um, and. Uh, Sunday night Bible studies, we're going to have a winter retreat coming up soon, a beach retreat, we'll have another gauntlet, and then we're going to have a slew of events like Six Flags, uh, a thrift shop mud trot, which can be explained more later, uh, a Savannah Bananas baseball game, and that's just to name a few things. Um, and, and, and through it all, our hope and our prayer is that God's will will be done and His Spirit would move. So, if you're a student, 6th to 12th grade, if you have a student, 6th to 12th grade, hit one of us up, we have a place for you, we can get you plugged in. And, and also, this is going to be a shameless plug for the adults in the room. If that sounds remotely interesting to you, if you have ever even had a one-second thought about serving in a student ministry, come talk to us. We'd love to plug you in. It's going to be fun. You don't have to get pot in the face to serve in a student ministry. It can look like that. Um, but it, we also need people to pour cereal and, and just be there and support. So if, if you have any interest in that whatsoever, please come talk to one of us. Um, and that's all that I have. Is there anything you guys want to say? Didn't think so. All right. Pass it on to uh, Andrew and Britt. I'm Britt Bricken, and Andrew and I help um, head up the worship ministry here. And we just want to give thanks and recognize some things that the Lord has allowed us to do over the past year as far as equipment. We have a new soundboard. We have um, speakers now in the ceiling instead of on sticks here. And the... Besides the aesthetic purpose of that, if, you, if you've ever sat in these two sections, you, your ears would bleed if you sat right for the speakers. Amen. And if you sat in the back, you couldn't hear. So it just it kind of makes an equal distance between the front row and the back row, so it's more even. And we have a new keyboard, and we have shields over the drums to make them not quite so obnoxious. Sorry, Andy and Annalisa, for sitting in the front row every week. And um, in-ear monitors. Y'all see these things on TV. They really do help you hear better. You can hear each individual instrument with, without something just blasting in, in front of your face. And it frees up some of the stage area. So we're just we're thankful. That's not the main focus of our worship ministry, but we're just thankful it does allow us to hopefully do a better job. And I'm going to let Andrew talk about some things. Uh, to add on to that, there is no guarantee that these won't fall in any <laughs> 
So, uh, <laughs> true safe haven fashion. Especially yes. this one because I I finished hanging this one alone. So, just beware. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, it was a lot of. Them. But we saved a lot of money. We did. <laughs> I aged about ten years, but we <clears throat> saved a lot of money. Uh, no, very thankful for all those things. Uh, definitely very thankful for the people and servers that we have our band we are i've been involved in a couple different churches in my life uh brit has and we are extremely blessed with talented people i mean you know who you are i mean we have people that show up every week they serve whenever we need them they really truly give their lives away and we definitely couldn't do it without them um and we are very thankful for them. We're thankful for people who have taken on roles that they didn't think they were going to take on and heading them up, whether it's sound, lights, uh, taking on lights when you've never done lights before, <laughs> figuring out how to program them. Um, I mean, we, we have people inside our church that have done all of this and um, created a team for our slides. Um, our, our main goal with everything we do is to eliminate distractions so that we can allow for a time of worship so that God can be glorified in everything we do. And it's not so that we can be perfect or say, hey, we, we sang that song great, but so we can create an environment that is a place of worship. And so we don't want to be causing distractions during that time. And so everything we do is try to try to push that. And so... Um, you know, we're very thankful for people uh, that that truly just give their lives away, um, and week in and week out. And I know we we schedule people too much. And some people <laughs> are probably like, "Yeah, if they put me in Planned Center one more time, I just." Uh, so, but we're just very thankful, and everybody knows who they are. So, next thing. Yeah, we just, I mean, we want to, for next year or this year, we want to lead with humility, disappoint people to Christ um, in the sanctuary and out of the sanctuary with what we do, with what we value, and just grow in our love and appreciation for the Lord. And hope we can all do that this year. I'll turn it over to Beth. My hands are shaking too bad. <laughs> I can't hold a microphone. And so I'm just I On a scale of one to ten, Beth, how sweaty are you right now? Oh, y'all. Listen, that is why it is so cold in Her here every single week. I can't take this. My role is behind the scenes. But Troy thinks it's funny to get me up here and talk. That's the truth That's behind funny. everything. And I think you did a great job, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet and just saying um, we're going to continue pressing forward in what God's called us to do. And so from my vantage point, I would say... Um, I'm here to help equip the saints for the work of ministry. And so for the area that I get to serve in, you guys are really the ones who are carrying out the work of ministry. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's through, um, Angela, what have we done? I'm blanking here. I'm about to have a panic attack. Um, They can see the screen, Beth. They got it. Wait, where's Hannah? (laughs) Uh, So whether it's through, what have we done? Brats and burgers. Um, Daddy-daughter dance is coming up. Um, our family night where we did the chilies and potato, chilies, uh, chili and potatoes, Fayette Aquatic Center. I think that's Hannah Hall's favorite event. 
Um, Abby's over here dying laughing. She knows how I feel right now. Um, but then also um, through our serving partnerships, that's been a really cool thing. Um, the Operation Christmas Child, that was not something that we came up with. That was something that a member in our church came to us and said, hey, I feel called to serve in this way. Is this something that I can do in safe, at Safe Haven? We're like, absolutely, because... Um, you know, just me talking about personally, I feel like my call is to lay down my life for God's church, specifically at Safe Haven. And so if I can help you guys do that in any way, please reach out to me. I love to be able to do that. Um, and then for kids ministry, um, we love y'all's kids. <laughs> they are so awesome. I know you guys hear them running through on Sunday mornings, um, but we want them to connect, to have fun with each other so that they have a safe environment um, and a place where they can connect with each other and have fun in a gospel community. Um, and so, yes, we want them to have a ton of fun. Why wouldn't we? Um, they're children. We love them. But at the same time, we want to help them grow in God's word and who um, Jesus Christ is. And so what you guys will see this year um, is little Bible memorization, like simple sheets of paper, not bougie at all. Um, and this is also provided through the Gospel Project, um, and so that by each age group is kind of not dumbed down, because God's Word isn't dumbed down. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they simplify some of the vocabulary so that it's easy for children to be able to memorize Scripture, because we want to help them hide God's Word in their hearts so that they don't sin against Him and ultimately trust in the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. So, that's what that's going to look like. Tyler... Capel, Amber, y'all should be up here. We've got our retreat coming up. Guys, they lead it. That's what I'm telling you. Like, I'm behind the scenes. These guys are the ones that are pressing forward in the work of ministry. And so, again, just so thankful to be a part. We're going back to Camp Timberlake um, next month. It is so much fun. So please sign your kiddos up. They absolutely love it. And then because they're so into it and we're having so much fun with each other, their ears are really attentive to the things that we have to say about Jesus Christ. So the whole thing is just an awesome setting. We'll do K-Camp again this year. It will almost said never, ever be at the track. That can, I don't know if it will. I don't ever <laughs> want to do it at the track again because um, Prathima almost got killed and pointed by a tent. <laughs> uh, but um, it was really cool. We got to pull it off for the first time ever here at this facility. And I feel like the Lord has just really graced us um, with such a generational event um, because everybody served in that. Everybody had some kind of role. And it was really cool. So, my mouth's drying up. I'm going to quit talking. Thank you for holding the microphone. I love you guys. Uh, one more thing I'll say about music, too. Uh, I don't think we mentioned. If you do have a desire to serve, uh, reach out to us. We plan to have times throughout 2023 to help train people, disciple people that have a desire to serve. So if that's you, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Awesome. So... For my section, I want to start with this. So if you lead a community group or you host a community group, would you please stand up real quick? I know we have some in kids and some are, that are out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And y'all give these people a hand. We have some 30-odd um, leaders and hosts who week in and week out Prepare their homes from the craziness that that is. If you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. Um, prepare their homes for people to gather in. Leaders who prepare to take countless hours to prepare discussion and meals. And so, leaders, thank you. Um, thank you for how you serve. Thank you for how you shepherd. Um, without you, it, community groups wouldn't be a thing. And so, um, we are 
hugely indebted to you. And so thank you for that. Um, so this past year, we had nine um, community groups total. We started a new group um, in Huntington Place at Zach and Lisa Sutton's house. It's killing it, killing it. Um, so grateful for them. Per total participation rate, um, if you nerd out on statistics like I do, um, 86% participation rate for our people, which is pretty That's incredible um, because community groups are kind of a weird thing. Like if you're new to them, like I show up at somebody's house, I don't know these people, this is just kind of strange. Um, and so our people have dove into that. Um, and so that's just incredible, man. Um, so that's community groups um, in 2022. Countless DNA groups that I don't even know about. <laughs> Accountability groups um, that meet all over the city. Uh, groups of two or three um, who walk through life together. Um, CG events. This past year, we brought back Festivus, um, which got super violent with some taco shells. And it was awesome. Uh, but uh, Abby's dying over there. She was talking about uh, Clear Creek pulled out We're that. We're still dove. working through that lawsuit. That's right. As well, just so that you know, the lawsuit's still pending on that. That's right. We got a good insurance policy. But anyways, um, so that happened at the Paris Center. It was incredible. Um, so we did our together for the city survey, and what that is is where community groups gather um, and they disperse all throughout our city to go and serve in different capacities. And so Fawcett Vestavia, Eccles Middle School, Holt. All was they were all completely transformed by our community groups giving up a Saturday to go and serve. It was incredible. Um, equipping uh, connectivity events. Uh, we did our first ever Tenebrae service, um, which was different um, on Good Friday, but we walked through the Passion narrative and we, and we put out candles and we followed the liturgy of Christ's final day. That was pretty cool. Um, we did spiritual formation class. Troy's already hit on how he did systematic this past summer, we walked through the disciplines, our second year of this, um, of walking through Sabbath and slowing, submission, confession, prayer, simplicity, and study, all to push our people um, to connect with the Lord through the means of grace that he's given to us. And so, um, next steps, um, we hosted, which is our, um, to get our people plugged in to Safe Haven. This is our membership class. We did four of those last year, quarterly. Um, we added 18 new covenant partners last year, which is awesome. Yeah, that's something to celebrate. Um, So 18 uh, people to our covenant family. And then lastly, shepherding. Man, it's been a huge grace to be able to sit down. I'm going to get choked up. (laughs) Sit down with each of you to hear your stories, to connect with you, to celebrate with you, to suffer alongside you um, in 2022. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that opportunity to um, be vulnerable, to open up, um, and to just share your life with me and my family. Um, and so, tag them in. It's just when I look at your faces, I remember your stories. And it's just, it's overwhelming. So, it, it's just cool. Like, I remember last year, Piper came up. She's like, hey, Dad, what friends are coming over for dinner tonight? And it's just cool, man, to like my kids are getting raised in this and getting to see um, what that looks like. And so, Thank you, and I look forward to doing that again in 2023. As far as vision goes, um, community groups, if you look up here on the screen, my OCD is driving myself nuts um, in that big white gap, but that's intentional because if you notice, that's a perfect amount for three new groups. New groups. And so that's what I'm praying for in 2023. I'm praying that the Lord would 
prick your hearts and would cause you to step up, some of you to step up in 2023 to launch a new group. So our community groups exist to be that equipping point, that connecting point for community um, and and connection in the word for our people in their day-to-day rhythms. But it's also the missional arm of Safe Haven. And so our community groups exist for us to connect with our neighbors in our communities to bring them into our homes before they would ever step into this room on a Sunday. And so my prayer is that the Lord would call some of you to start new CGs in your home in 2023, at least three, um, so that we can bring more and more people into the gospel and into the good news of Christ and his redemptive work on our behalf. And so that's my hope. I'm praying for three new groups in 2023. Um, so let's see, CG events. Um, I'm going to be doing a, Troy uh, talked about a teaching series. We're going to do a, uh, a mini series on equipping in 2023, walk through what is community, why do we do uh, community groups, what does that look like. Um, we're going to do another Together for the City Serve Day in April, um, a couple of equipping events. We're bringing back our Maundy Thursday Seder service, if you were around for that two years ago. Um, we're we're going to have tables set up in here, and we're going to walk through a traditional um, Jewish Passover meal with a gospel-centered perspective on it. And so um, that's coming up on April 6th, Monday, Thursday. This summer, we're going to take a break from spiritual formation, and we're going to do our first ever historical theology class. Um, It's going to be called Church History is Our History. We're going to walk through different ages of church history and look at the the patristics, uh, the early church fathers, and and how, how their stories have shaped our story as we gather here in 2023. And so we'll be walking through that. Um, It's kind of a crossover and equipping and worship. We're going to do three um, nights of worship in 2023. And so what that's going to look like, we're going to gather here on Wednesdays three times. And what we'll have, we'll have different, uh, we'll have meals. Well, I say meals. It'll be more like snacks. We'll do like a nacho bar, an ice cream bar. and That's a meal. And pizza. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. come hungry. You won't leave hungry. So so that'll be, um, we'll do three of those. But how those are going to work, we're going to, we're going to be intentional with those. We're going to build liturgy around where our people are at. And so just in my shepherding meetings with you, and you open up with me about where you're walking on your own spiritual journey, I, I'm collecting that. And so I kind of can get a heartbeat for where our people are. And so the first thing we're going to look at in, uh, through these nights of worship, is we're going to focus on the topic of assurance. That's been an overcome, uh, a topic that's come back up, assurance of salvation and, and assurance of mission and just keep on. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Does the Lord really have me? And so that's going to be the first thing that we look at and we will build a liturgy around those. There's three of those coming up. And then lastly, um, shepherding. I'm excited to sit down with each of you again in 2023 to share a meal, to hear how the Lord's working in your story, man. Um, and I look, very much look forward to that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, your staff, leadership. Yeah. Yeah, these guys really do pour out their lives just so that we can talk about Jesus one more time. I hope you've heard that's the overarching theme. At Safe Haven, our goal is not to have the best programs, the best events, the best whatever. That's not our goal. The goal is everything we do to be a means by which we can proclaim the excellencies of Jesus Christ as the one who redeems us from our sin and brings us back into his eternal relationship. Amen? That's it. That's, that's why we exist. And so we're pumped about that. So how do we end 
a day of celebrating and a day of casting vision. Uh, here's, here's how we end. Here's how we walk out of this. We want you to join in the process for the next 14 days as we pray through the upcoming year. Um, so we're going to provide you with a couple of things. Number one, we're going to provide you with a bracelet if you would like one. Um, the bracelet, again, is for 14 days. It just says, think big on it, B-I-G, um, and we'll go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, for those of you who are Pantone color nerds or graphic designers, uh, that red right there, Viva Magenta, is the 2023 color of the year. Just if you'd like to know that, maybe go ahead and paint an accent wall in your house for that. That's the color of the year, so we thought we'd throw it out there. Um, it's got a over, kind of a theme of puke to me. Uh, with the browns and whatnot, but nonetheless, we thought it'd be cool to use that. So, uh, think big. We want you to think big this year. Now, we want to define what big means because big doesn't mean um, lights and, and big drums and all that kind of stuff. That's not what we're saying. We want to provide you with a bracelet, but we also want to provide you with one of these. And this looks like a door knocker because it is, <laughs> but don't go stick it on somebody else's door because they have no idea what it's about. What we have designed these for is to hang on your rearview mirror in your car. And so hang this on your rearview mirror for 14 days. And it's going to give you a way in which we're all going to be praying for the next 14 days through B-I-G, what it means to pray big prayers. Uh, number one, simplifying in 2023, wants you to pray Bible. How does God want you to grow in the Bible this year? You know we are a word-saturated church. How does God want you to grow in the Bible? And so there's different prayer points you can pray through, but be asking that question specifically for you. How does God want you to grow in the Bible this year? And He does. Um, I, invite or invest. Who does the Lord want you to pour out your life to invest in specifically? I guess what I'm saying is, like Tyler was talking about, it's one thing for Tyler to have you over for tacos at his house. It's another thing for us to have you for tacos at our house. It's a whole other thing for you to invite someone to your dinner table. Who does the Lord want you to shepherd this year? You to pour your life out for. Let's not be a bunch of church leeches who just come in and it's all for me. So suck it out for me. What can I get out of it? Let's be a group of people who come in to celebrate and go back out and pour our lives out for other people. That's when church gets fun. Who does God want you to invite into your life uh, for gospel intention? Bible, invite, and then grow. How does the Lord want you to grow uh, with your church body? What does He want you to uh, invest in? What does that look like for you? So, want to give these out to you. And it just has think big on the backside so that maybe somebody looks in the rearview mirror and I don't know, whatever. Um, I couldn't come up with anything out of that. But take this. This will be down here for you. The bracelets will be down here for you. And in just a minute, when we have a time to come through communion, um, you can grab those. That may be hard with you holding elements, right? Yeah, Justin, I didn't think through that very well. Um, so, so maybe after... At some point today, you can come down here and grab these on your way out before you leave today. We'd love for you to join through that. We're going to enter into a season of prayer and fasting for 14 days. We're asking you to fast. There's a, a definition of why fasting and what fasting is on this guide. Um, but basically, here's what we're asking you to do. We're asking you to give up something that will cause a craving in you. That's the point of fasting. Well, it's not the point. It's the, one of the goals. Um, when you crave that thing that you've given up, you turn it to prayer. 
You feed that moment with prayer. And so in Scripture, whether it's food, whether it's uh, social media in these days, whatever, something, we're asking you to, to give up something that you will indeed crave, starve yourself from it, so that when that happens, you turn to the Lord and feel that moment. Now, the, the goal, this is what I should have said, the goal of fasting is not to seek what the Lord can do with His hands, it's just to seek the Lord Himself, His presence. His face-to-face presence, that is the biblical goal of fasting. Not, Lord, I need this from you, but, Lord, I just need you. I need more of you in my life, more of your presence. And so out of that, if we meet with the Lord, the Lord will direct us in how he wants us to strive through 2023. We're asking you to do that, to join us in that for 14 days. Uh, We're going to come back next Sunday. We're going to have one more Sunday of just prayer and worship. Uh, The band will take over the service and lead us into prayer and worship. Last Sunday, we prayed for individuals. What does it mean to pray through the Lord's Prayer individually for yourself? This Sunday coming up, we will pray on mission for the church. How does the Lord want us to thrive as a church in 2023? We will pray um, over that. Fast for 14 days. And then the next Sunday, we will kick off the book of Hebrews. And it is going to be awesome. A lot going on at Safe Haven Church. So I want to say this as the band comes back up. Number one, just praise the Lord for activity. I praise the Lord that our church is a thriving church that's doing things. A lot of churches don't have that. They're stagnant, they're dying, there's no movement. Praise the Lord for a group of people on mission moving in the gospel. Praise the Lord. Uh, So I want to say that. But then I also want to say this. I just want to praise the Lord for His presence. Praise the Lord for His presence. Because church, we can do a lot of things in the flesh. And if we do it in the flesh, it means absolutely nothing. But if the Lord is guiding us and being with us by His Spirit, then the flip side is true. He's always accomplishing something. Praise the Lord for His presence. He's been gracious to us, safe haven. The Lord has been gracious. Let's pray together. Well, Lord, I think of the hymn that that says, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And that's it. Jesus... We just want one more person to know that their sin can be met with you as their Savior. God, in 2023, would you save people through the ministry collectively of Safe Haven, but more importantly, would you save people through the ministries of each individual person in this room? that their school life would be evangelism, that their home tables would be evangelism. They they wouldn't be hermits. God, but their lives would be poured out for others for gospel ministry. And Lord, that your presence would guide us, that you would guide homes, that you would guide individuals, that you would guide singles, that you would guide marriage, that you would just... Do a work. God, I pray that we get to 2024 and we look back and go, wow, 
the Lord saved a hundred people. God, would you, would you pour out your presence in a way that men, women, boys, and girls come to know how awesome Jesus is? That we would experience the radiance of your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you stand? Would you sing? And in just a moment, Tyler's going to lead us in communion before we go.